Metuneter, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tabuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 5, beginning at the bottom of page 59, in the section, The Step-by-Step Manifestation of Subjective Being. The First Manifestation. The very first differentiation of energy matter, which is in the subjective realm, subsists as a homogeneous and undifferentiated vibration, is carried out by the netter's projection of the sound, au, au, into it. It creates the first manifestation in which consciousness looks back into the subjective realm and becomes aware of its original and true essential qualities that it is eternal and infinite i.e temporarily and spatially unlimited in popular literature this quality of subjective being is called omnipresent it must be noted that the om om in the word is derived from the heka ang a-u-n-g that is formed when the subjective being projected the sound AU into the midst of the undifferentiated energy matter vibrating as the homogeneous sound ing this sound incidentally incidentally is hieroglyphically represented by the so-called ankh cross this sound in the indus valley tradition is called nada which is kin to the spanish term nada which holds the same meaning, nothing. I write it N G, open parentheses, K, close parentheses, to signal that it could be rendered either as N G or N K, because K and G are variant sounds of the same distinct diction principle where k is used in one language g takes it takes it its place in cognate terms ergo the english no k n o w the greek gnosis g n o s i s and the sanskrit nana g n a n a variant of anya and Nana. Two, the second manifestation. Netter projects the sound hu into h u into the undifferentiated n g open parentheses k close parentheses and gives rise to the second manifestation. It looks back to the subjective realm and becomes aware of another of its essential qualities. Here, subjective being dwelling in the objective realm becomes aware of the fact that it is, as its energy matter is essentially unconditioned, the undifferentiated it can will it to assume any convincible form. This aspect of the knowledge of self is the basis of omniscience. The third manifestation. Netter projects the sound 
Kiri, K-R-I, into the undifferentiated N-G-K and gives its rise to the third manifestation. It looks back into the subjective realm and becomes aware of another of its essential qualities. It becomes aware that as its energy matter is essentially unconditioned and undifferentiated, it can realize anything that is willed for it to become. Thus, subjective being realizes that it is unlimited power of creativity, i.e. it is omnipotent. Thus, the first three subject, thus, the first three objectifications of subjective being is the awareness of its true nature. These three objectifications of the essential attributes of subjective being forms the first three spheres of the cosmonical diagram known as the tree of life. <coughs> Excuse me. Subjective being acts through the second and third manifestations, the infinite will and the unlimited creative power to give rise to the next set of three manifestations. We must note that up to this point, all this has been brought forth is the true knowledge of self and the creative vehicles of Netter. The fourth manifestation. Netter projects the sound of shir or shri, S-H-R-I, into the nada, N-G-K to give rise to the fourth manifestation. For the first time, Netter turns its attention to the things that are to be made. In respects to the making of things, its first act is to look again into the subjective realm, the source of its being from which it realizes all things will be modifications of one being. The one consciousness and the one energy matter rooted in the subjective realm. This first thought about things will therefore be the ruling principle of their existence. This fact is later elaborated into the principles of law, order, and love, mind. The guarantors of oneness in the lower world. The fifth manifestation Netter projects the sound of HLRI into the nada to give rise to the fifth manifestation. Thoughts are once more about things. This time, for the first time, Netter looks outward into the world to come and focus and focuses on the requirements for experience. Where there is oneness, there is aloneness and no experience. No living, thus is Thus, in order to live, the one being must be broken into myriads of beings. The underlying substance of all forms which sounded to the homogeneous NG of NK must scintillate in all colors of the sound spectrum. So Netter becomes aware of the fact of the existence of the world depends on there being differences and, and oppositions. It here guarantees them.
the sixth manifestation. Netter projects the sound H-R-I into the word nada to give rise to the sixth manifestation. Netter looks first back into the subjective realm the next and next outward and becomes aware that the balance must exist between the principle of oneness and the fourth manifestation, that of the opposition of the fifth. It realizes that to live safely and effectively, it must be in the world, but not of it, or be of the subjective, but not in it. This is the foundation of the law of equilibrium. What has now been brought forth are the laws that will govern the earthly manifestation of netter. Three more spheres have now been added to the tree of life. Acting through its creative vehicles, the sound and third sphere according to the laws carried out through the fourth to sixth manifestations, netter creates the next set of three manifestations. The seventh manifestation. Netter projects the sound KLI into the infinite ocean of undifferentiated energy matter to give rise to the seventh manifestation. Looking backward at the subjective realm through the fourth and the previous manifestation, it realizes that beyond the external differences between things, there must be an emphasis of their interdependence and relation, i.e., a recognition of their oneness in the midst of their differences. This fact is later elaborated into the grouping of things by families. It gives rise to the metaphor and harmony. The eighth manifestation. Netter projects the sound AI into the infinite no or into the infinite nothingless to give rise to the eighth manifestation. Like the fifth, it looks forward into the world, emphasizing the differences between things by focusing on the external differences. The groupings of the preceding sphere are broken into pieces. Here are created the species of things. The ninth manifestation. Netter projects the sound va into the infinite waters of life. NGK, nada, undifferentiated energy matter to give rise to the ninth manifestation. Acting on NKG, VA creates a mirror-like watery manifestation that captures, reflects all that is exposed to it. It thus integrates all of the preceding manifestations that they may each play their respective role in the generate of individual physical existence. The ninth manifestation is known as the mother of all living things. It gathers the physical elements and forces and co coordinates the forces of other eight manifestations to give rise to the physical things. Although the physical plane is considered the tenth manifestation, the Kometan tree of life correctly limits it one the spheres to nine as the tenth sphere is in effect while the preceding nine are parts of the causative mechanism the tree of life in the Kometan tradition is considered under various headings one of them is the pout pout netor 
P-A-U-T-N-E-T-E-R-U, net true. This does the subjective being proceed from nothingness to physical thingness. Nine emanations integrate its sphere of being zero with its sphere of living ten. And here ends chapter five on page 63. And we'll pick up from there next time. Continuing chapter 5 at the top of page 64. The Pau Natur, Tree of Life. The greatest error that can be made at this point is to interpret the above diagram as an arbitrarily created conceptual or theoretical explanation of the ordering system underlying physical reality. It represents the nine emanations that are the shaping factors of all physical structures and and events. They underline direct and integrate all physical realities from the subtle subelectric forces to the complex of galaxies to the organ systems making up the physical body of man from the most primitive instinct of a slime mold to the most d- divine manifestation in the spirit of man they are what the cometans call the netur yorubas call the Orishas and Westerners have translated as deities, archangels, angels, etc. It is very important to understand that contrary to popular opinion, cosmology does not attempt to explain how physical things on an atomic and molecular levels came or come into being. It concentrates on the coming into being of the metaphysical factors that will function as the vehicles through which the physical things that will come into existence as well as the means of regulating their structural and functional components hence external behavior in other words a cosmogony deals with the generation of a system Properly understood, the terms system and cosmos are synonyms and assemblage of and an assemblage of or combination of things or parts working in unity as a whole, cooperating to carry out the same function to achieve the same goal, etc. It is said that the emanations one to nine are the parts of a system through which subjective being represented by zero creates and administrates physical reality 10. These nine deities, the Pout Netur, compose the organ systems making up the spiritual bodies of all physical things. They link them with their source of being and substance and direct their functions. African religion, better comprehended as a way of life, 
is based on the understanding of the functioning of these nine metaphysical vessels of creation and administration. As they are shaping and governing fun functions, their activities carry the force of law. For example, you wouldn't attempt to feed any hay or feed on hay because the functions that govern your digestive mechanism can't digest it. It is in the manner that the attributes of the deities represent the laws governing our lives on earth. Observance of these laws allows them to fully bring forth their powers through our being. According to our chronological age, state of health, and level of spiritual development, the manifestation of these powers will range from our beset urges to commonly evolve mental abilities to the physical abilities held by a few to the attainment of divine perfection, i.e. man, godhood on earth. Now we can fully take up the question of monotheism versus polytheism. For the longest time, Westerners have held, one, that monotheism, the belief that there is only one God, is superior to polytheism, the belief in more than one God. Two, the monotheism first appeared in the world with the Hebrews that the and that three, monotheism represents a higher evolutionary understanding of divine reality than polytheism. The, later, the latter was explicitly or implicitly cited as evidence for the supposed low level of evolutionary attainment of blacks. If you read between the lines, you will see that all that is historical anthropological and other literature is referred to as modern progressive evolved etc correspond to western cultural expressions and what is referred to as primitive unevolved etc corresponds to the non-western cultural expression and we'll stop here on page 66 of chapter five. Chapter five in the final section of chapter five. The step-by-step -step manifestation of subjective being. Second paragraph, page 66. First of all, the above shows clearly that the religion of blacks cannot be classified as polytheistic nor as monotheistic, as these terms are commonly understood. From the earliest appearance of Western man on the historical scene, until the end of the 19th century AD, his thinking and perception of reality for the most part can be described as linear. This is to say that all manifestations are the result of single things acting upon single things. 
as Western science took a turn for the better toward the end of the 19th century AD, it began to become more and more apparent that all manifestations in the world were the expression of multiple things coordinating their functions. This new insight received the names of the Gestalt theory, field theory, systems theory, and death, death throne, the belief and expectation of finding anything that is not composed of the multiplicity of co-acting components. It ushered in the host of fantastic scientific technologies that make up today's world, computers, rockets, bioengineering, etc. The study of all these new systems theories will show that they are all pale versions of the systems theories developed by non-Westerners in antiquity and contemporary Africa. The question is begging, why did it take Westerners so long, at least 6,000 years behind Blacks, to arrive at the realization? In previous chapters, we've detailed the facts concerning Westerners, Western man's polarization in the left hemisphere of the brain. Now, this part of the brain is only capable of linking sequentially following units, i.e. it is incapable of systems thinking. That is a task that belongs to the right side of the brain, which with its unlimited integrative cap capability. Western people would look, for example, at seven integrated sets of one to one relationships and see seven separate sets of one-to-one -one relationships. On the other hand, blacks and orientals will see one set of seven integrated subsets of one into one relationships. Polarized in the segregative part of the brain, Westerners could not integrate the host of deities of the black phantom. They just couldn't see how the many were integral parts of the one. This stuff about co-acting multiple factors shaping and determining each and every physical entity was way beyond them. So they described our religious practice as polytheistic. We must reject it for obvious reasons. And since the term monotheism fails, it conveys the reality that the one God functions, lives through a polar, plurality of integral parts. It too must be rejected. In this book, I will use my coin, coin, coins quote synthism and synthesism and synthesism both sin oh synthesism and synthesism both sin and cis are variants of the same prefix carrying the basic meaning of a whole compounded of several parts. Cis is the root of systems and sin is sin that of synthesis, both 
allogenous terms. It was said that the nine emanations detect the behavior of physical things. In this case, humans, this depends on our living in harmony with the laws governing and the functioning of the deities. This is due to man's freedom of will to determine the quality of his destiny. Other creatures not possessing this faculty of free will are obligated to follow. In future chapters, we will see how non-Westerners and following the laws of these emanations operating within their being achieve personal and social harmony by living a unitarian or systematic life while Westerners, in spite of the calm claim they, that they believe in one God, live polytheistically, that is, a way of life in which the various personal and social interests are not integrated, universal, in-slip service, plural, pluralversal in living, it must be understood that the greatest evil in life, as understood by blacks, was the lack of integration in thinking, lack of integration between beliefs, feelings and actions between the various social interests, etc. Integration in these areas was achieved through their cosmogony and its application to daily living and spiritual practices. Our religion had to be inter integratable with science, government, economics, medicine, education, and every human institution. It had to integrate all areas of our lives. This idea of Unitarianism, extremely important and highly elevated in our culture, was reinter reinterpreted by Westerners, which they, when they adopted our culture, according to their thingish way of thinking, by thingish thinking, it is meant the reduction of abstract realities to sense perceptions, while one denotes singularity, unity, singularity unity denotes the abstract tie between the pure the purity of things thus the belief in the living as the unitarian god was reduced to the belief in one god and the disgenerative way of living once more we must see that this thingish or materialistic way of thinking belongs to the left side of the brain relationally thinking which is needed to understand the black understanding of god and religion is the property of the right side of the brain once the true nature purpose and function of a cosmogony is fully understood it will be realized that it is to religious religion in all life sciences what mathematics is to science and thus periodical table of elements is to chemistry and more the great strides and pro progress made by western scientists with the appearance of their systems theories which made their prior progress look seemingly slow by comparison must be equated with the great strides and progress made by blacks when they are founding civilizations while Westerners at the time were still in the Paleolithic situation. And that ends chapter 5 at page 68.